Yep. Yes, sir. We're good. Good to go? Good to go. Dan, I'd like to start this episode off with a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about brushing your teeth in the shower? I'm, I'm a fan. I don't do it regularly. It's because you don't shower regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I do it as a, I think it's an efficiency thing. Like It, it is for sure saving yourself a, if you brush your teeth well, you're supposed to brush your teeth for two minutes. Yeah. And uh, you save yourself two minutes if you do it in the shower. You're multitasking. Yep. Kind of. Because you can't, I've never been like shampooing. And brushing my teeth at the so same time. So maybe you're it's a little never more... occurred to me, actually. I, I have... <laughs> I've certainly tried it, because I brush my teeth every morning in the shower. Mm. And one... You know, I've, my, my Aunt Julie called me lazy one time for brushing my teeth in the shower. I was like, no way, you just haven't thought of this. Yeah. All right? I don't think it's lazy. It's brilliant. Know. And then, worst case scenario, if you spend two extra minutes in the shower, it's just high-quality shower time. Yeah. For sure. We all like would like a few more minutes in the shower. For sure. But I have tried to suds the hair Hoopta. and brush the no. teeth. I'm very uncoordinated. My that's left like, hand is very dumb. That's like patting your belly and rubbing your head. Not a chance. Hard to do. Can't do it. It's the same general motion, though. Can, couldn't you just get like a lateral head wash movement? Maybe if I just move the head and then left the hand <laughs> you know, stationary... And just do a bunch of neck motion, yeah, side to side, mm-hmm. rock the boat. I get it. Maybe that would work. I don't know. This is I'm glad, we're on, I'm glad we're on board on the same page here. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's fine. Good. This is while I talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. I want to say thank you right away to the Millers, Kennelly Miller. They mailed us a box of chocolate. Delicious chocolates. All right, I don't get real like. I mean, this was super a very nice gesture. Boxes of chocolates, I'm not always a big fan of them. Really? I don't like the not knowing what you're going to get. <laughs> and my experience with boxes of chocolates is sometimes it's a real bummer what happens. Right? Like this one's going to have caramel in it for sure. Nope. You get an orange-flavored one? puffy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mallow. But here's the deal. Open their box of chocolates after looking at it for a couple days. And I, was, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to get one right. Right, mm-hmm. and I also had my wife there, so I'm looking at them and trying to think like I'm gonna hit a couple good ones. So I grab two of them, give one to my wife. Dark chocolate salted caramel. Oh, perfect! Boom, right, nailed Winner. it. Me, milk chocolate salted caramel. Two for yes. two. Right. Uh, next one, I went conservative. I knew for sure it was just like peanut chocolate cluster for me. Mm-hmm. Great, right? Yeah, right. You're going to be sure. happy. You For know sure what you're good. getting. You know yep. what you're biting into. Mm-hmm. Third one. I'm on my third one now. Kind of indulged myself. Milk, chocolate, and toffee. Again, a good one. That's like a wow. Heath bar. That's like a Heath bar. Dan, I've never seen somebody brag so much about guessing chocolates right. I didn't. I've never been so impressed. So it was, a, I was feeling real good about myself, but it ends up that they just bought a really nice box. There was not a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> you're just pumping yourself but up. But I was pissed I wasn't fishing that day because I was making all the right decisions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks to the Millers. That was thoughtful of you. Uh, this week we're going to do a week in review. 
We're going to talk about how to plan a weekend because more of our anglers now are down to just weekend weekend warrior stuff. Uh, we got what we do with the great days. We're going to do a review and talk a little bit more about the Bonanza. And then we're out of here. We're going to go fish out of Pike the other day. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break and we'll get to it. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. Wilbur, how was your week? You know, I had a, yeah, I had a pretty good stretch of days there. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that stands out, um, so I on I took Bob Kreha fish and he's a good customer. And I know you fish with him too. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're we out f- here. Yep, we were out here and it was dead calm. Or not dead calm, but it was very calm. Um, few gusts of wind, so you could drift at you know point three without the trolling motor. Mm-hmm. Well, I we only caught one fish between three and six o'clock. Mm. And this I was, was like, this trip. I was like, man, what's going on here? But the one I caught, I set the hook and I brought it in. And below it was five other walleyes chasing it. Chasing it? Chasing it. No yeah, way. I've had that happen. One, I've had one other experience where that happened, and it happened a bunch that day. But that was when the ice was still on the lake on opener. All right. I was going to say, it's happened to me in the spring is the only time I've Right, and they're not necessarily chasing. chasing the bait. They're just following the walleye. Right. You see bass do it all. Like, most people have an interaction. Or, Small mouth, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'd never had it with walleyes, and they were all, like, cookie-cutter the same size. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, only bite we got on that spot. Hmm. But then we went and fished uh, kind of an evening spot, and it was real calm at that point. Like, there was not a stitch of wind. And it was really cool because I was back trolling into it, or back trolling up this bar, and I could spit, or I'd see, like, four or five fish on the side image. Mm-hmm. So we'd all pitch over there, and we had a bunch of doubles doing that. Mm-hmm. But what was really cool is I kind of, once we get hooked up, I'd get out there, and I'd just spin the boat, right, before I'd start moving forward, moving on. I'd spin the boat, and I could see these fish on side image. Like, I'd track them down again just by spinning the boat, mm-hmm. and then we'd continue to pitch on them because we were stationary. And it was a very cool experience. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your boat, like, you're spinning 90 degrees, like, yep. in a circle, essentially. That's all just, I was doing. You're putting your vantage at a 90-degree angle and just spinning around. I was on an axle, right? That's what you're on an axis? Sure. Whatever you'd call it. Yeah. When I just spin, and there they are, okay? And then I'm, we cast on them, and we caught a bunch doing that. Hummingbird 360. Pretty much. Side imaging version. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Did that happen on accident by chance? Certainly. <laughs> but it was really cool. Because, like, I was returning back. I was like, oh, there they are. Yeah, sure. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then we still did it. It was super <laughs> cool. And then, uh, yeah, it was re- it's been a really fun stretch of days. A um, lot of shallow fish. Not a lot of fish over 10 feet of water. Yeah. So, which is but typical been, for this time of year. You've been on leech the whole time. Yeah, right? I haven't fished anything but leech. So, like, 10 is not shallow right now. That's fairly deep, yeah. I have not found a lot of, what, like, what I think of as shallow fish. Like, like, like four to week. five foot? Yeah, yep. We also haven't had a ton of wind for it. We had one night where they would have been, but I don't know if you were fishing or not. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't out here in any real blowy stuff except at, like, the beginning of one trip. Like, the first half hour was real blowy, and then it settled into, like, a nice 10-mile-an-hour wind, which was... I honestly think is for sure. I think that's the best. And then they're going to set up in seven to eight feet of water. Yeah, and, and they're still super hungry. Like you're getting the the breakup of the surface to that 
that's what you need. Yep. Um, and you can do exactly what you want to with the boat all of the time. Would you say you would get the commotion of the ocean? No, I would oh. never say that. You would say something like that, and it would maybe be right, but you're looking away from me. You need more positive reinforcement. You wouldn't say it's the commotion <laughs> of the ocean? Come on, I just got it. I just got it. Sorry. Stop it. Now that's charity. <laughs> I don't want your pity. I don't want your pity. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. We we have to consider ourselves super. The this could we talked about the spring of all springs last year. Yeah. This is the best fall. The fall of all falls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, for sure. We've had like we had a period of time where the water hung like right at 70 degrees around Labor Day, you know, mm-hmm. like w- either side of Labor Day and then like slowly dropped then we had the big cool off, or what I, you know, what yeah. could have been the real cool off. Where it cooled off like eight degrees in four days. Yep. Yep. And like that made me a little nervous. I think that was right before this last right. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And we thought we were going to dump into the, I thought we were going to dump in the high 40s. Yeah. And that would That's not have scary. been, that would not have been great. Yep. But it didn't happen. We made it through like three cold days, and now, what is it, 54, 54, 55 degrees, sun's out. Yesterday was in the 60s, tomorrow it's close 70. to 70. Um but the water is right where it needs to be. Which so is the most important thing. Just really, really good fishing. Very fortunate. Really good fishing. Um, and a, a couple calm day issues, but um, I've recognized that the customers, you know, we, like, I, I've been out there almost every day, except I had the last couple days off. Um, but, I, you know, when you bang on them really, really good, then you get a calm day and you feel like a little stress, like, well, this isn't what it was. Well, it's still pretty darn good right um and that's the experience for the clients is they're they're having a a pretty darn good day and if they only fish a few times a year it's it's really good good day yep Yep. as Um, long as they're bringing home enough for a meal of walleyes yeah and then it seems like you get a meal of walleyes and then some here lately yep and you're getting bigs mixed right in without even really trying to do a big fish thing right now Mm -hmm. um yeah I had one, like, frustrating little window of time where I was tracking down fish with imaging and having to pitch at them because it was calm and it was 11 o'clock or something. And uh, if we, like, executed, we'd get a fish or two out of the pot if we did that, right? See them 20 feet off the bow or, mm-hmm. or off the train or port or starboard side and pitch at them. And if you could pitch at them accurately with, like, a good-looking minnow, you would for sure get bit. Every time, I swear to God, a minnow was flinging off of a jig or we were dealing with a tangle issue. I'm like, we just, all we need to do is throw a jig 20 feet in the direction I want at the right time, and they're going to bite. You don't even really need to jig it. Just, like, let it sit there and reel up, and there will be a fish on there. And we couldn't do that for, like, an entire hour. (laughs) Really good fishing. It seems like these fish are moving a ton. Like they're yeah. on these specific spots, they're they're moving around these areas a bunch. It's not like they're staying put, but I think that's a pretty typical of sugar sand. Yep. And and the good thing is, in this ecosystem in Leech, there's tons of them. A pot of fish coming every. Yep. So you can try to do that, which sometimes you need to, I think, to have successful days hunt down um, pods of fish. But then you can also, under good conditions, just accept a drift and know that you're going to interact with a couple pods of fish. And that really might be the more 
efficient way to deal with those spots, even though for me, it doesn't feel that way. Cause mm-hmm. you're like just letting her go. Right. Yep. I think we talked about that last episode too, but, and, uh, man, they just have been eating any minnow. Seem like the smaller ones are getting bit a lot more than like, uh, so I still have those pearl dace, which are big, bigger jig, min- like real big jig and minnows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they don't seem to be eating those near as well as they're eating like a, a mid-sized rainbow or the river mix or whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I bought the river mix from the one stop, uh, and usually I have lots and lots of quality rainbows in my boat and I didn't, I had the river mix and then I bought some goldies too and they like the shiners just just fine that that day a smaller profile that was the day they wanted they would bite anything though you say that though but as soon as you were to, if you if you put a rigged minnow down there boom you're yeah, gonna catch yeah. one right and yeah so m- smaller just like an a the appropriately sized minnow for a jig under normal circumstances right. is leading to lots and lots of bites. And then the appropriately sized minnow on a rig is you're going to get bit too. Hmm. And there are some rockfish too. Like that's the, what we're going to probably focus on today. Yeah. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. It's been a while since I lost 40 jigs. So <laughs> I'd like to get good at tying jigs on again. Yeah. And it's not, this is a perfect day to do it. Cause you got sun out. Your hands aren't going to be all, you know, when you're tying jigs constantly, in the cold, your hands kind of stay like mm-hmm. this, and you can't grip the line fast enough to spin. Yep. And it just gets difficult. Mm-hmm. And I like that, though. I do <laughs> like that a lot. But I, I this is just going to be a lot easier. Yeah. I like the days where I, uh, like, have an extra jigging rod just laying out there. Like, at like that's my attitude at the beginning. It's like, I'm going to lose a lot of jigs but I don't want somebody to not have a jig in the water unless unless it's, it's me. Yep, absolutely. So, like, if somebody loses a jig, I don't want them to sit there and watch me tie a jig. I want them to be back in the water because they're going to catch one while I'm tying up another one. Are you mostly afraid that people are going to make fun of how slow your hands are moving? <laughs> they comment on it quite often. <laughs> and I feel like that's just a, a recognition that we're, our jobs can be hard hard sometimes you know like when you're watching me spin a jig and it takes me like four seconds to spin it once because my (laughs) fingers aren't working and it's not like they hurt really you know it's just they move so slow and like your cognitive ability yeah isn't isn't there yeah it's weird it's just a weird feeling and i always i've started to tell people at the beginning like we are gonna lose jigs here and that's on me i brought us here don't be don't be feeling bad about losing jigs and keeping your jig way off the bottom because you don't want me to retie like I made the decision for us to be here. We'll tie some jigs and we're going to catch some fish while, while I'm tying jigs. I always say, lead's cheap, I'm not. <laughs> Just lose them. It's I'll good. keep tying. I'm it's not afraid. Good. It's a good line. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid not. I, you've lost me now. Afraid not. The suit is black not. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a break. <laughs> this week's episode of While I Talk is brought to you by Woman Lake Lodge. Woman Lake Lodge wants to thank everybody for a excellent season up here on uh, the Woman Lake chain. Um, one year for the record books for the business, and they're looking forward to seeing you in 2021. Uh, big thanks from Woman Lake Lodge and from us here at Walleye Talk for supporting both operations. So if you're coming up on a Friday, you know, you get it, work a half a day on Friday. So you're going to have Friday afternoon to hang out up north. All of Saturday, and let's say you leave Sunday about mm, 2 o'clock. How do we go about planning that? 
Um, well, the things that are coming in t- to my mind right now are fishing pressure, which is far more prevalent this fall than well, it's Ever. been this whole season. But and what how you feel about that, right? Yep. So, um, and that's up to the individual. So if you're a Phil or a Carl, fishing pressure doesn't bother you. No. That's they how they. It. That's how they find the fish. Actually, right. I mean, well, they they, if, they take a lot of pride in catching a big walleye underneath my boat. What's that tell you, huh? Yeah, you're good. At doing a good job of sitting on top of them. Yeah, I've tying a jig too. <laughs> well, you know, and that's gonna happen when you got four spots and you tell everybody exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, they are generous with them. They are. So I would I would take into account. If fishing pressure is uh, something that bothers you, or if it's something that you're okay with. And either one is fine. There's lots of people who are totally cool with fishing around a crowd, and uh, that's fine. No big deal. The reason I bring that up is you should, if you want to avoid fishing pressure, then you need to think about your windows of time to maybe avoid some fishing pressure. Yep. When When is it going to be a little less crowded? And it's not that hard. Nope. It's really not. It, you don't want to be on the lake much earlier than... I don't personally want to be on the lake much earlier than 7 o'clock right now. Yep. Um, you could start earlier if you're okay fishing in some dark. But um, if you're on at 7, you're going to get a good hour, maybe two hours on your spot without... Without, without hardly a boat out yeah. there. The, the worst part is if it's if it freezes at night, you're going to have a lot of fog. Right. Um, and that's going to be the worst part of it. Yep. But the fog burns up, the wind blows it off, Yeah. and it's really not that cool out there. No, no. Water's still plenty warm. So I'd be hitting those, and those are, those are not the same as the last two hours. There are going to be people on your spot the last two hours of Mm-hmm. Of Lots of people. I mean, it's so easy to grind it till dark anyway, like mm-hmm. right now anyway. And most people don't plan to get out there, especially if they haven't fished a ton in the fall. They still, I mean, there's there's a lot less ur- urgency to get out there, you know. So in the summertime, you get out there at 5 o'clock, you still got four hours before it gets halfway dark out. Yeah. But, you know, people don't put the, people don't want to get out there at 2 o'clock, yeah. you know, a lot of times. They get out there at 4.30 and fish till 7. Right. You know? Yep. I, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but in my mind it does. There's going to be a lot more people out there till 7 o'clock than there will be usually in summertime till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. On your drive up, I'd be doing your bait scouting if you don't have a great plan for what you're doing with bait. Make phone calls. Make some phone calls, check around, see what people have, and then get that done Friday. Super easy to keep minnows alive right now. Um, then you don't have to worry about a bait run in the morning. I've kept my minnows alive for three weeks. Really? And the, that's when the MWC? Cool. The MWC minnows? minnows. I've only lost red tails. Wow. Those stupid minnows. <laughs> I hate them. Everything else stays live. You know, I did lose some creek chubs because they choked on uh, pearl days. Uh, I guess I will. But that's to no fault of their own. or of, of my, That's not my fault that they just choke. Right. I can't keep them separated. So it, it, That's how easy it is to keep minnows right now, though. Yeah. I'd be hitting... Uh, Hitting the water early, and yeah, that's that's about all I got, I guess. So, here's how I'm dreaming this up. Okay, this I've is got your topic. I've got a day. I've got pretty much two days to do outdoor activities. If I get up there early enough on Friday, I'm definitely going to hit the water, right? I'm going to do some scouting. I'm going to do a bunch of driving, fish. You know, the last hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with the crowd. And I'm going to try and maybe find an area that's out of the way. Day number two, 
I'm going to fish in the morning because I just put a bunch of fish to bed. I'm going to fish that morning until about 10 o'clock. Then I'm going to go pound on some grouse. Yeah. And then I'm going to do that, you know, during my midday hours. I'm going to go walk every swamp edge I see. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'm going to take a little siesta. About a 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock siesta. You got to keep it short, man. Yeah, I know. You got to keep it little, short. Little 20 minute, little 20 minute snoozer. <laughs> All right? Maybe give myself a sandwich, you know? Maybe okay. a one-stop pizza. <laughs> All right, then I'm going right, right back out in the water. I'm getting right back out there. Yeah, the days are short, man. You, 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 gotta, I, you just got to be eating up every every minute of daylight you got right now. And what I'm not going to do is stay up all night drinking. No, I'm getting too old for that. Yeah, I'm a father. Yep, I can't stay up that late. It's not even about any of that. I mean, through the 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 lens that we have, which is about catching walleyes. Uh, and shooting grouse. And shooting grouse. Like an outdoor lifestyle. Come on, guys. Right. Do it in January. We got all winter. Right. To be piles. We should be just spry, happy to be hopping out of bed, yes. ready to catch a bunch of walleyes. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Cheers to that, buddy. Hypocrisy all over this. Truck. God, we could be politicians. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, and then Sunday, go out, enjoy the f- first half of the day. There's not going to be hardly a boat out there on Sunday, mm-hmm. and just you know f- pile them up. Yeah, you only got a couple of them left. Even the hardcore guys, like MEA, thinking. looks like it should be pretty good still. Mm-hmm. Which would be one of the few MEAs where we're going to have excellent fishing. Yep. And then after that, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. I honestly think right now is maybe an indicator that we're going to have... Last episode, we talked about the, like, post-peak bite. That is... It, I mean, the weather could, could crash the whole deal. Yep. But it, we're likely to get a cold snap, and then we're likely to get a little rebound, and if that happens, then we're talking... That's like Halloween time. Uh, you could still be fishing, in, fishing that post-peak, pretty good fall bite... Right. Depending on how the weather shakes out. And if you're going to catch a real giant, it's going to be that next. It'll be after the next crash and the next one. It'll be during the next warm-up. Sure. That's when you're going to catch a giant, giant. Because they have to eat. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a, a, yeah. All of the the trips I get after MEA are for sure, actually after this week, feel a little bit like a bonus, but... uh, I, I, I have, I've, I've got plenty of openings if people are interested, but also I, I'm starting to fill days in a little bit more consistently mm-hmm. during that mid-October period, and I think it's because people recognize that it's a bit of a gamble, but uh, winter's long, man. Get those hook sets in while you can. I had, I, I spent a whole day with a guy named Pat Simon, he, uh, who was a real good stick, man. The dude, there was a period of about 15 minutes where I could not get a bite, because I was only netting his fish. It, like, that was all my job consisted of. And it was only one guy in the boat. We were, like, holding just outside of a school fish, and he was just whooping on him, That's dude. That's, like, the best feeling in the world. Oh, man. He had a real good-looking hook set, too. And strong? Real strong. <clears throat> yep. I'm and, a big fan. Yeah. I haven't met this guy. Yeah. Huge fan. I Yeah. I, he, it, was, it was real fun. Real satisfying to just net that dude's fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's terrific. I think that's about it for I don't I don't know what else to say about how that's to plan perfect. A weekend. We have a planned weekend. A great tip 
for planning a weekend right now would be to work the weekend and then come up here and fish Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. For sure. For <laughs> that sure. would be a real enjoyable way to run your weekend. Um, do we want to take one more break? One more break and then we'll bang out the yep, last two. I love it. This episode of Wally Talk is brought to you by the Muskie House Marine in Longville. The Muskie House does winterization, shrink wrapping, oil changes. Uh, they're real busy now, but if you call and schedule, you should be able to get you in and get your boat winterized, shrink wrapped, oil changed, no problem. Give them a call, Muskie House Marine, Longville, Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to say one more thing about uh, the Muskie House. So I just called Nick Parent there. Um, Nick has been real helpful in helping me keep my boat in good condition throughout the season. Like he had the tip about uh, hot sauce. And then what he likes to do is use something like that for like day-to-day or week-to-week cleaning. And then he's got a product called F11 that um, is a little higher caliber cleaning product. Um, But if you're interested in boat detailing, uh, give them a call. Give Nick a call to get your boat detailed, which is like a great idea to do that in the fall and then get it wrapped up and ready to go super clean throughout the, the off season and then like ready to rock in the in the spring. Also, for me, I'm I have decided that I'm gonna hold on to my boat this year. I'm gonna run my boat for the twenty twenty one season, which is a change I had said I was putting it up for sale, but I'm gonna hold on to it. Uh Humminbird just released their Gen 4s, though, and I'm actually going to have Nick put a Gen 4 on for me this late fall. So I'm not going to get any use out of it um, this season, but it'll be ready to go as soon as I can get the boat in the water for 2021. Nice. Yeah. So you're going to stack two twelves? No, I'm going to put a 10 next to it. I think two twelves is a... That's a lot of battery. It's a little, and it's a little overkill as far as space back there. I use that I use that um rail system for like a little bit of storage. I've got my toolkit there and stuff. Um so I'm gonna network the ten to the twelve I've got and then either get rid of the seven. My the seven is my ice, ice unit. unit, but then I'd also maybe have I was talking with Nick about just having it mounted up front for a, a map, map for yep. for the two the couple tournaments that we fish, you know, so people have an idea what they're looking at. But not a bad idea, I feel Great like Great idea. Um do it in the fall when you have some cash. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's 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 for sure. Yeah. my situation. But also, then you're not dealing with like a new ins. Like if you're you're kind of stacking people up in the spring with like, okay, they got to get my boat out. They got to install a new graph. They got to go through everything. Um, this is gonna happen around Thanksgiving or so, and uh, just ready to rock. Wonderful for, idea. Yeah. And the fours, I'm excited, man. Is it is it is the improvement in the imaging? I think. Well, I shouldn't even I shouldn't even guess, but there's we're there's gonna do some research. We're gonna do it next. We're, there's we're, there's the potential for some pretty neat things coming out of the birds nice. for, with their Gen fours. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What uh, to do with the let's, great? Let's just keep this one short. But we have been falling on some really great days of fishing, and uh, the gentleman I mentioned, Pat Simon, who fished with me. Uh, we we happen to fall on a really great day of fishing. And spot number one was the greatest. We could not have asked for 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 more. And we did that for about an hour, right? But he was fishing with me for a full day. Mm-hmm. And he had said, like, this is I, I don't really care that much if we catch fish. I just want to like learn learn as much as I can. 
And I, I didn't say it, but I'm like, we're going to catch some fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so after an hour, we had the discussion, like, what do we what do we do with the day now, right? We can just sit here and do this as long as it lasts. And Go to it'll Pound probably, Town. It'll probably last another hour or, or longer, who knows? Mm-hmm. Or we can do something different. And he opted in for something different. Spot number two was not nearly as many fish, but they were big fish. Um, and then we just kind of went hunting around, and we I was fishing. Um, like, that's the opportunity I think people should use to try new things. Right. right. When they're really, when you know, we've talked about this before. When you know. When you know they're biting. Mm-hmm. Like, so. that's how you learn your side image. That's mm-hmm. how you learn how to read uh, your different, you know, your different settings on your graph. You know, check yep. double check a down image right. from your sonar. Right. You know, try and reverse engineer, reverse engineering areas now. Yep. Because you know there's a pile of water, walleyes that are because your live well is full. Right, they are all eating. Yep. If they're if you're gonna have one school that eats, with the example that you just provided, the whole lake is eating like that. The whole ecosystem would, is going upside down. Yep. Yeah, Did you, you try a topwater? I didn't. Mm. Honestly, we <laughs> besides like trying lots of different spots, we didn't mess with presentations a lot. I've caught. A, lot, a fair amount of fish on plastics this fall. You're also only, fishing super friendly plastic areas. Yes, I am. Yep. But I've only caught them consistently when they're biting really good. Like when they're kind of biting, I have not had as much luck with them. And I don't, I don't know what to say about that. What do you have to say about that? Anything? Um... It could be just the difference you. between a like a fork tail and a paddle tail. I would say that more or less you're you're not trying the variety that p- plastics present. Sure. So like, if they're eating a jig and a minnow, generally that means they'll smash a fork tail. Um, and it's just a lot of times it's maybe even the profile's wrong because they're probably on a specific kind of a bite hmm. that you're just happening to to satisfy with a jig and a minnow. But most of the time it's just a fork tail. Verbatim, Mark Pordak would have said the same thing. Because hmm. I, I was fishing a paddle tail. Yeah, I imagine. Not a fork tail. Right. And you got to be a little, you have to work them a little bit differently. There's more techniques than just, you know, what I gen, what I was doing this spring where you snap them twice and then you let them sink. Um, there's lots of different ways to do it um, that'll satisfy those needs. Gotcha. And I have to play with it myself. Sure. That's why I left it real blankets. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that's super vague. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, that's your time to experiment. And yeah, of course, like just enjoy it. You totally okay to just enjoy a great day. Um, but I wouldn't. If you're gonna fall on an, on a great day, I, for me personally, I'm like on good days out here. I'll box one over twenty for for people. You know, between twenty and twenty two mm-hmm. on a great day. I know. 18 to 20. Yep. Yep. And but honestly, they're all 18 to 20. Right. <laughs> honestly, like what I wanted, I had a couple, I had a day last week where I had the opportunity to keep some fish for myself. Mm-hmm. And I was letting 19s go. I'm like, no, I, let's see if I can't get a 17 in here. I like the way those fry up. <laughs> so. They are so delicious. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's how you do that. Yep. Week in preview. Bonanza. So we've got some really stiff south winds coming. Um, it's going to kind of change. It's going gonna, it's gonna to maybe make our bites a little bit more difficult on our east side here because they're southeast winds. Mm-hmm. So like our, 
for an example, Ginza Rock, if the wind's not, you know, kind of helping us out, mm-hmm. it might not be a player. Right. So it might rule out a little bit of water if the wind stays strong out of the southeast. Right. That's going to be our biggest challenge to deal with. For the Bonanza. For the Bonanza. Um, but I, if you're going to ask me, what are you going to use, Will? Well, I'm going to use minnows, mm-hmm. and I'm going to jig them, and I'm going to rig them. Mm-hmm. But Mark... He's got a secret plan. Secret weapons. He does. I'm very excited. He's just a dirty bass fisherman, <laughs> that Marky Mark. God. I don't know how he comes up with it, but boy, I appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think fishing will continue to be good. The bonanza thing. I don't just focus on big fish that often. I, I, I feel all right about what's going to happen, though. It's just going to be. There's gonna be a ton of big fish wade though. Yeah. Holy. Mm-hmm. It'll be everybody good, good pre-fishing year. is catching giants. Right. It's gonna be exciting. How many six is it? Six fish. Whew. That's gonna be the dividing. That is always the difference maker. Yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, for y'all coming up here. Uh, excuse me. It's you guys. No. Yeah. No. You guys. No. Where are you from? Man. Oklahoma. No. It's a good gender neutral saying for all so of our So is you listeners. guys. All right. Don't take this out of context. You all. Uh, What's wrong with you all? No, you didn't say you all. You said y- y'all. I y- often say y'all. folks. Hey, folks, folks is this good, is while I talk. That's a good blanket statement. You can't say y'all? No. Where are you from? I'm from uh, further south than here. So I'm going to say y'all. Y'all coming up here to fish, going to catch a bunch of them. <laughs> um, I'm trying not to blow up the microphone here. Minnows, minnows would be important. Biggest and, concern. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. That's it. Just try real hard, and I think you're going to catch some. Doesn't matter where you're going. Maybe avoid dead weeds. Mm-hmm. We don't. We aren't dealing with lakes that have that going on, but yeah. dead weeds. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. We can't. That was just for me and you. That was so funny. <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else? Sort of detail-driven stuff. What are uh, we thinking? One more episode. Two more episodes. Two more. We'll two probably more try episodes. to make it right. But we'll go before the end of October. We'll do the Bonanza recap episode, MEA preview, and then we'll do an MEA recap. and then Maybe uh, we'll try and get a guest for that last week. That'd be a good idea. I, I mean, I like up. talking to you, but oh. maybe they get sick of listening to us. Where are we going? Right, what are we going to do right now? You know, this is one of my favorite scenarios. Um, you and I are sitting at Pikedale Lodge. Mm-hmm. On beautiful Leech Lake. On be- and it's, I tell you what, it is, it is one of the most scenic places out there right now. And uh, it is really a beautiful site. Um, and we're going to go fish with Tori Sally Myers, uh, Jim Schultz, and... Tori's brother Jim. Tori's brother Jim. Yep, he just drove by. Just drove by. I'm sure he's checking. <laughs> Where the heck are these guys? <laughs> these schmucks. Um, it's going to be fun. Uh, Pikedale Lodge is home to a lot of Walleye Talk listeners. Some excellent Leech Lake anglers. And... Uh, I feel bad for a walleye that lives around here, though. I know. This they're, is a very dangerous place. They're meat hunters. <laughs> you know what? They and like you, to eat them. I, feel, I, I do feel for them. They just, uh, 
I you know I feel bad for the bait fish that live down here because there's so many walleyes to eat them. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful place, <laughs> wonderful people, wonderful burgers. It's a good uh, yeah. I'm feeling good about today because there's a little sense of competition, right? Uh, certainly. Um, it's your, all competition. Your, all your guests enjoyed a wonderful Dan Ryan Guide Service Day a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, so the bar is a little high for you. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple good sticks in my boat. I've never fished with with either of them. Jim Schultz, like, I ask him questions about walleye, so I'm nervous. I'm nervous <laughs> to make sure Jim has a good time. He doesn't just steal the tiller handle away from me. <laughs> Pressure's on, boys. And, uh, yeah, we're going to hopefully catch a bunch and have some good times. And Do you want a gentleman's wager on the day at all? I'll, I'll wager you one fish-cleaning beer. Okay. For numbers, for biggest fish in the boat... It's up to you. you. You decide. You decided the wager. You decide what the wager is. I think is. I would like to do numbers of walleyes. Total number. Total numbers of walleyes for the boat. Okay. Is that, <laughs> is that all right? That's going to work. Is that unfair? Nope. I just got my work cut out for me. Oh, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. Look at that, listen to that wind whistle. I can listen to the wind blow. That's a Fleetwood Mac song. All right. Well, wish us luck tonight. This has been Wally Talk. I'm Will. I'm Dan. Good luck fishing.